Good morning. Oh my God, I did that thing again where I come in here, got everything set up, ready to go. And I'm like, oh, I've still got, I've still got five minutes. I'll just do a couple of things around the house. So I'm like, did the run around, put washing on, empty the dishwasher, all the stuff. But then I'm also looking and going like, I'm picking off stickers off the inside of the kid's bath and then going, wasn't that something I needed to do? <gasps> okay, that's what I needed to do. <laughs> I'm meant to be on a call right now and I thought I had more time than I did and I'm in scrubbing stickers off the inside of the kid's bath. So I'm here, I'm not too late, which is good. I've literally just like run from the other end of the house. Okay, so good morning. We are here for day four. It's been so fun. It's been so fun. We've got today and then we got one more day. It's gonna be amazing. Okay. First thing is to let you guys know the winner from yesterday for the wealthy and winning abundance journal was Abby. So I will be in touch, send you a message and get you to email my team with your postal address. So Abby won the giveaway for yesterday, which is a copy of my journal, wealthy and winning. So that will be on our way to you. So that's four, four things we've given away now. The giveaway for today, day four, will be a year's subscription to my affirmation text messages which is very cool. So you'll get a year for free and that's valued at $11 a month. So you'll get a text from me every single day for a year with an abundance affirmation from sharing a screenshot, sharing something about today's call, something about the challenge and tagging sexy selfish over the next 24 hours. So now that's out the way. Today's topic is going to be fun, but it's the topic that's least sexy, right? It's the topic that people I'm like, you're going to make me talk about my actual money. <laughs> Can we just talk about the manifesting side of it? Can we just talk about the energy and the fun side of it? I'm like, no, bitch, today we've got an adult. We're going to talk about the actual money stuff. We're going to talk about some money strategies. So today's whole topic is mindful money management. Because you can have money management and you can have manifesting money and they kind of sit at opposite ends of the spectrum. And what I encourage my clients to do and what works for me and what I know now is the key is to create something in the middle. Oh, I've just remembered I forgot to paint my nails. That was what I was going to do when instead I'm like, I'll put washing on and I'll swap washing out the dryer and I ended up walking past the bathroom and going in and tell me you have ADHD without telling me you have ADHD. I'm like scrubbing stickers off the inside of the kid's bath because who puts stickers in the bath? Why there are Spider-Man stickers in the bath, I don't know. Why the Spider-Man stickers are sticking to the bath when there's water involved, I don't know either. Anyway, I was going to paint my nails, I've just remembered that. Oh, I feel naked without nail polish on. How weird's that? Okay, anyway, I was saying, <laughs> before I got distracted, like the little rave cocaine squirrel that I am, it's the combination of, yes, budgets work, but budgets without mindset, without intention, without energy work around it, never work long term and yes manifesting money works but if you don't have a strategy if you're not actually paying attention to your financial goals you can do all the affirmations in the world you want but it's never going to actually get there so it's the merging of the action and the energy that actually makes the difference and this is why when i teach people about money it works it works long term there is a reason why my abundant as fuck program which launched in 2018 i think the first round we did in october 2018 I have women from that group still come back and tap in and use some of the messages and give me feedback and send me little things all the time 
because this process works long term. It's not some like 14 week savings challenge where, yeah, I'll get an awesome testimonial and my cl clients will be like, oh, Shona helped me save 10 grand in 14 weeks or whatever. But I'm like, let's talk about what happens in five years. Not just the, the short testimonial bullshit. Tell me where you're at in five years. So when I go back and speak to the women who did this course back in 2018, they say, tell, you, tell me where you are from five years ago. And they're like, we just bought a new house. I've got $113,000 in sale. And these are conversations I've had this week, by the way, that I went back and spoke to the women who did the original round of the course. I'm like, where are you at? And they're like, we've sold houses. We've sold our Airbnb. We moved into state. We're finally traveling as a family. We've bought a new house. Our finance just got approved for our new house. I'm running my own business now. I get to sell art for a living. Like all of this stuff is so cool. And it's, it's about long-term, right? So, you know, when there's like a medical study done, and <laughs> they put out these results and these findings and you find out they did a survey of like four people for two weeks. And then if you actually go back and talk to those people five years later, they're like, oh, no, actually, none of that stuff worked. But the, 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 the reports already come out and said that it did because it was such a small sample size over such a short amount of time. That's the type of thing with crash budgeting is the same as crash dieting. Does it get you a result? Yes. Does it make you hate your life? Probably. And if you look back in five years... <laughs> Will it have worked long-term for you? Probably not. So what I want to shift your perspective on today is money management strategies long-term. Mindful money management. And this is where we really start to shift out of crash budgeting and crash dieting when it comes to our money and start doing the lifestyle change, which we all know works. We all know someone who just decides to start going for a walk every few days and you know, adding some more vegetables into their diet and adding some more water into their diet does a lot better health-wise than the person who's like, I'm never going to touch sugar again. I'm going to do three sessions of high-intensity interval training a week. Like the, the, you know what I'm trying to say? Lifestyle changes work better. We all know this. I want you to make lifestyle changes with your money by using mindful money strategies that are aimed to be implemented over your life, not just some crash diet system. Okay, so is this making sense? Is this landing in the right place? Is this what you guys want to learn? Because if you want to learn like a crash budget system to serve eight grand for a Thailand boob job in, in four weeks, that this is not the place for that. I'll get you boobs in Thailand if you want, but we're not going to fuck up our life to get there. You know what I mean? We're not going to create an even more toxic cycle with money just to get new tits. We're going to get new tits when the overflow, like our bank account is so fucking fat and we feel so good with money that it's just like, I'm going to get this done. It doesn't screw up anything else in our life. Okay, so let's talk about mindful money management. What this is, it involves being intentional and it involves being conscious and creating awareness around your spending and saving habits. This is not about demonizing you for spending money in areas that maybe I wouldn't or giving you a list of things that you should and shouldn't spend money on. This is not the I'm sorry, my sister's messaging me about tickets to Disney on ice. <laughs> Do I want to go to Disney on ice? No fucking way. Will my eight-year-old daughter probably want to go to Disney on ice? And will I do it to see my niece smile? Yes. And I will need to, I don't know, bring chewing gum or something to get through that. Not my idea of a great day out. But that's okay. You do it for the, for the kids, right? <sighs> what was I saying? <laughs> 
This is not about demonizing your spending or savings habit. This is not about giving you firm and hard and fast rules about what you should spend money on, i.e. a need, and what you shouldn't spend money on, which is a want and luxury. This isn't about this morality around your budget. This is about awareness, compassion, and creating a neutral experience with your money. So it's a being aware. That's all we want to do. That's kind of, that's the old space that we want to start in always with any of this work. It's just awareness. So being aware of where your money is going and then making internal decisions based on your own values and priorities about how to use your money. Because money is a tool. Money is a resource. It should expand and elevate your life, right? It shouldn't be the thing crushing the joy out of you. So mindful money strategies. Can, in, can include things like creating a budget. It can include things like tracking your expenses. It can include things like pa- practicing conscious spending. It can also include just things like a level of awareness around what you're buying. It can include actually knowing how much it costs to run your life. Because here's the thing I teach in Abundant as Fuck and what I share with my clients. And actually the module in the Elite this month I have this elite membership and every month we have like an internal focus topic. The whole focus topic for this month, the month of May is actually budgeting like a badass. So I teach that a lot. Um, And there is specific budgets. There are spreadsheets that I share with my community, but it comes back from this place of the spreadsheet isn't the magic. The spreadsheet doesn't fix all the problems. The budget is not the be all and end all. But should you know how much it costs to run your life? Yes. All right. Should you have a budget that's so tight that you can't stray from it and even getting a takeaway latte when you're hungover is just going to make you feel like a piece of shit because you wavered from the budget? No. But should you know how much it costs to run your life currently? Yes. And then the things that I teach in the overflow method, which is kind of like a separate level to a mind as fuck. The overflow we teach. Okay. So now you should know how much it costs to actually run the dream life, the, the life that you are striving for. The life where you have the personal chef and the cleaner and you have the nice house and you can get massages every week. How much is that actually going to cost you? Because here's the thing. People think, and I know some of my financial advisor um, friends, Haley and Ryan, would agree with me. This they like People come to them and they're like, I want to be a billionaire. And he's like, do you have any concept of how much money a billion dollars actually is? People think they need so much more money to live a good life than they actually do need. So there's two levels of budgeting. I believe you should know how much it costs to run your current life. How much does it cost to maintain the life that you are living? And I'm talking about a good life, not a life where you have to cut out your eyelashes, not a life where you never get to go out and have a drink with friends, a good life, a life you enjoy. Well, how much does it cost to run that life? I know that number. That's $90,000 for my family. I know that number because I've done the work. How much does it cost to live your dream life is the second tier because then once you know that like we've talked about the other three days you've got your destination to put in your gps and then you can reverse engineer everything if you don't even know that number and you're just like i want to be a millionaire and i'm like let's actually do the maths oh my god it actually only takes thirty thousand dollars a month for you to live like a fucking amazing quality of life and achieve all your goals so why have you got this goal for a million dollars if you only need thirty thousand dollars a month you know what i mean so you should know how much it costs to run your life anyway we're going to dive into that (laughs) basically Let's talk about creating a budget that supports your financial goals. So when I start talking about budgeting, what's coming up for you? Because people can get really fucking triggered around budgeting. 
my history with budgeting is I'm really good at it. I've tried every budgeting system. I'm not a money mindset coach because I was shocking at budgets and I couldn't manage my money. I would manage it obsessively, right? So just not being good at a budget and being hyper good at a budget, once again, opposite ends of the spectrum, but equally as toxic. Okay, I grew up learning how to do budgets. I'm so grateful my parents taught me that. But I had this thing where my my wrongness or rightness as a human was attached to how well I manage my money, how well I do my budget. So a lot of people think I don't need to do money mindset work because I've got savings in the bank because I am really good at doing a budget. And it's like, bitch, so was I. <laughs> didn't mean I didn't have a talked up, toxic, fucked up relationship with money that actually self-sabotaged my success in so many other areas and self-sabotaged my relationship with the people that were most important to me, right? Money mindset work isn't just for broke people. I was very good at a budget. I've done every budget system you can imagine possible. The cash stuffing envelopes, the barefoot investor, the, the, the thing where you actually go and you give all your money to someone else and they manage it and they send you like a little back in, oh my God, what year was it? Back in 2000, I want to say 2014, 2015. We got to the point where I went and used my budget, which is a system here in Australia where you basically all your money gets paid to them. They pay the bills, they sort everything out and they send you this little allowance with what you've got for food and fuel for the week. Right. So I've even done that system. When I say I've tried every budget system on the fucking planet, I have. They will all work. But they will all work temporarily. It's like saying I've tried it, which um, I've tried every budget. I've tried every diet. 20 years of eating disorder here. I've tried every diet on the planet. I've tried every budget on the planet, except for the one where you just like, just eat raw meat. I find that really um, off-putting. I have, did not try that one. I'm not super keen to try that diet. You know what I mean? Like, so there may be one or two that I haven't tried. Maybe I haven't tried everyone on the planet, but I've tried lots of budgets. They will all work. Will they all work for every single person? No, because this is where the energetic side comes into it. This is where your values and priorities come into it. And what you're doing when you're letting someone else completely dictate your budget, like I did with these accountants and third party providers like my budget, when you're just following the blueprint that some book taught you on budgeting strategy or some guy on YouTube taught you how his budget got him to a million dollars in his super. But that works for him. That's his values. That's his priorities. That's the way he needs to manage his money. No two budgets should ever look the same because you need to create a budget that supports your financial goals all right okay so creating a budget is a crucial step towards financial freedom and success because you need to know how much your life costs so by creating a budget you get this system that can support your financial goals but it also allows you to prioritize your spending and this is what we've talked about when you're having those conversations with your kids and stuff and they're like i want this toy or whatever and you're like we can't afford it Once you understand your budget, once you understand your financial goals, once you understand where you're going with your money, then it's not, I can't afford it because technically we can always find money and time for things that are important to us, for things that are priorities to us, but your priorities can shift and change over your lifetime. So it's important to acknowledge that once you know your financial goals, then you know your priorities. So you can prioritize your spending. You can make decisions based on those priorities. You know, like my husband and I realized we actually don't watch any of the streaming services that we were paying for. We often got them because it was like one movie or one TV series we were interested in, but he watches YouTube and I don't really watch TV whatsoever. 
And so we were able, because we know our priorities is actually like time spent with our family. If we do decide to watch a movie as a family, it's usually something on Disney. So we sit down as a family, popcorn, we make a big deal about it. So it was a really easy decision for us to cancel Netflix, binge, all that other type of stuff because we knew our priorities. If you know your priority is providing for your kids a private school education and that is so important to you, that is one of your core values, when your girlfriends are saying, we should organize a trip to Bali and you're going like, I can't afford it. But the truth, once you know your values and once you've got your financial priorities sorted, you can actually say like, I love the idea of a Bali trip. I've just got all those funds are currently like, prioritized to the kids school that's what's really important to us so i would love to do lunch or like a a night away in our state but bali's just not where i can allocate funds at the moment and it's like it's nothing about them and it's nothing about you it's just you're honest with your values and your priorities so once you know them and you know yourself so clearly about what's important to you then it gets less clouded it gets less emotional right And I've struggled with this over the years because when you work for yourself, people assume you have a lot of flexibility. And I do have a lot of flexibility, but I also love my work. So I had friends um, back in my network marketing days that were like, you never have time for us anymore. You're always catching up with your work friends. And I'm like, I don't think they understood at the time that those work friends were my team. They were the people that my relationship with them helped put food on the table for my family. So while they couldn't fathom that I wouldn't prioritize time with them to go drinking on a Saturday night, but I would make time for these work meetings. They couldn't wrap their heads around it a little bit, but I knew my priorities, you know what I mean? So it was easier for me to make decisions around that. So it also makes it easier if you do get to a point where you need to reduce unnecessary expenses, when you know your priorities, that's a lot easier. And when you have a budget and you know how much it costs to run your life, you can work towards achieving long-term financial objectives a lot easier. So what you need to do is actually start by identifying your financial goals. A lot of the goals for my clients is something like saving for a down payment on a house. Like let's, let's just, I'm going to go in a broad perspective on this because these trainings are things that people will come back to watch in five years time. I know that because I did similar trainings back in, like five years ago and people still are watching and commenting them on the every day. So I want to give general broad advice, not specifically like to the housing industry right now and the mortgage rates, right? Let's like, we're going to please know that I'm not ignoring that because it's not important, but in a, a broader sense, my clients are all over the globe and they watch this at any point during their journey. So I just want to keep it relevant to that. So saving for a down payment on a house, someone else's goals could be things like paying off credit card debt, or starting your own business, which we all know needs a little bit of capital to start up. I've been very, very lucky that the businesses I've started have all come from my pocket, from like my blood, sweat and tears and like hustle and then get some money and then put it back in the business and hustle some more, get some more money, put it back in the business and grown all three of my companies over the years with that model. My first company, I was very grateful to have a $500 investment by my parents because I needed equipment to purchase to start a spray tanning company. Um, but like comparing that to my husband's business, he's a mechanic. And like that to start a mechanical shop business, you've got upwards of $100,000 investment for starting a business. So your goal might be to have the money to start a business, to pay off debt, whatever it is. Once you've identified your goal, your goals, whatever it is, you need to determine 
how much money to put away for that goal every month. The thing here is to be realistic. Often we go in balls to the wall because I don't know about you guys, but I'm impatient as fuck. I don't know if it's just this generation where we've got everything. We've got Uber Eats is immediate. Porn is immediate if you want that online. Like you can get everything. You can call your friend straight away. And most people answer these days because you're currently available all the time. We have this immediacy with stuff. And so we set a financial goal. We set any type of goal and we expect it to happen on the same like immediate scale that everything else does. What I see this happen with clients is they're like, I've set this goal. I'm going to have a house deposit in six months. And they're like, okay, so I need to dedicate this chunk of my income to saving for this house deposit. And basically two months in, they're fucking miserable. They're miserable. And it's like that diet binge restrict. It's the same thing. It's like, I'm going to lose 10 kilos before this wedding in November. This is the amount of calories that I need to cut. Here's the exercise I need to do to get there. And, and the key point is, like when you put this timeline, it's unrealistic. To, and this, okay, here's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> There's no such thing as an unrealistic, unachievable goal. There is only unrealistic expectations and timelines. That's it. So what I want you to do instead of like, oh my God, I've got this date. I want to have a house deposit by this date. How about you look at your life and go like, okay, how much out of my current life could I put towards a house deposit and that might start with $50 a week and I want you to instead of doing the math of like oh my god if I only save $50 a week I'm never going to hit this goal it's going to take me 14 years to get there and I know I know we're going into the maths right now because even with saving goals with houses it's it's I know I want to stay clear of that I'm doing this this workshop for the next 50 years not right now today <laughs> when people do the maths on that they're like it's going to take me forever to get to my goal what if you start with $50 a week and it feels really fucking good and you name that account instead of just like savings because savings is not sexy. No one is excited about saving money. That feels like this responsible adult thing that no one wants to do. But if you name that house deposit, maybe it's not a house deposit, thing, but maybe it is new tits in Thailand and you save and that account and you nickname it new titties and you put $50 a week away into it and you're still living your life and you're still going for lattes and you've still got your Spotify account and you're still paying off everything else that you're doing and you're living your life, but this $50 is stacking up. And then you get to a point, your income's increased or something else that you're doing is no longer valid. So for example, you might close your gym membership because it's nice weather and you enjoy walking around the block more, or you've discovered a really amazing Pilates teacher on YouTube and you're going to do that instead. Suddenly it's freed up another hundred dollars a month. So instead of selling $100 a week, whatever it is. So you go, okay, that 50, now I'm going to put that 100 into. Now you're saving 150, 150 a week. And suddenly it's like you start stacking money and it starts to feel fun. And you don't put that timeline on yourself of like, oh my God, I have to do it. I have to put away X amount of money. I can never get a takeaway latte. My life needs to be miserable. It's hard work saving money. I'm a piece of shit human if I can't save the money by this day. Shift the energy around it. Once you can make savings fun, once you can give yourself those little dopamine hits of regularly saving the money and you set it up as an automation. So it's a lot more fun. It just happens automatically. You don't have to think about it. Once you do that, savings becomes good. It feels good. It feels fun. There's none of this like shameful should energy held around it. And you start to stack the money so much quicker, right? So much quicker. So set the goal. 
determine how much money you can realistically put to that goal because you have to make sure you've got enough income to cover the essential things housing utilities food that little bit of joy and you can use budgeting software you can use an excel spreadsheet you can write it on a note in the back of your diary um, a lot of my budgets over the years have started out on like just an a4 legal pad doing all the numbers tracking all the things i think once on the back of a receipt like you just do it don't worry about having it done perfectly with a color-coded thing it is better done than perfect what is it? it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful and impactful yeah so you want to set the goal and start saving something if it's five dollars a week if it's ten dollars a week if you've got a really toxic relationship with spending start small and then when you can start adding extra and then watch it stack and watch it be fun of course there are other points into this like if you've got mental health issues where you can save during a good period and then you tend to like whatever manic episode or impulsiveness and you spend there is different ways you can do that so like making the money harder to access putting in a different account making it dual signage to get the, the money out certain things like that where you can safeguard your money from your impulsiveness and then creating a section within your budget which is what i teach in abundant as fuck and this month in the elite membership which is all about budgeting like a badass is we actually allocate different sorry, different sections of your budget. So there's an oh fuck section in your budget. You know, when shit happens, when shit happens, <laughs> when the laptop dies and it wasn't covered under insurance, when you need emergency dental work, there's an oh fuck allocation there. And there's also a play, fun, entertainment, money for Shona to do whatever the fuck she wants with budget. It's important to have those in your budget because what's the point of having an amazing budget and having a fantastic fucking retirement fund if you get hit by a bus at 60 and you never get to enjoy any of that money and spend your entire life scrimping and saving for a rainy day. So we want to create a budget that allows you to have long-term goals, long-term financial freedom goals, longer-term saving goals, and then actually money to enjoy your life money to buy the fucking bag, money to book the last minute tickets to Darwin, money to go see that person in concert. Oh my God, I was meant to go. I needed to go see the darkness in concert last October and I couldn't logistically make it work and I still kick myself about it. Not money-wise, money-wise I could. I couldn't like babysitter work-wise make it work and I'm still like, man, I got to see them once when I was 14. It was my first concert. I went to see the darkness. I will hold that memory with me for the rest of my life. But you know what I mean? Like you want to be able to buy the concert tickets and buy the bag and take the friend to lunch and send flowers to your interstate friend. You want to be able to live your life. So long-term goals in your budget, short-term enjoying your life money as well. Okay, so how is that feeling? Do we feel less shit about budgets? Does saving feel like less of a responsible, shitty adult thing to do and more like something that allows future you to really enjoy her life? That's the thing. It's like the goals for future financial freedom, the goals for savings. Think about like that's future Shona's money. I'm just putting, I'm just putting something aside for like future me to really enjoy, right? I'm going to put that aside for future Shona. I'm also going to make sure today Shona can enjoy her life, but future, I'm just making sure she's taken care of too. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm a little bit sick this week. That's not been fun. Okay, tracking your finances in a way that feels aligned because we know the alignment, the energy and the tension is a big part of it. And the reason why if you've got this complicated tracking system and you've got to sit down every Monday and look at all your money and blah, 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 blah. And if it's not fun and it's not sexy and it's not exciting, you're not going to fucking do it. You're not going to do it. So if you can track your finances in a way that feels aligned and I get I, the first of July every year, I'm just like, oh, yeah, 
because I know there's like three days where I'm in my spreadsheet. I look forward to it because I only have to do it once a year. But I basically go through 12 months of our accounts, all of our accounts because we have multiple accounts, and I put every single purchase into categories. And I have this lovely big spreadsheet. I've got like the computer set up and my iPad set up and this thing. And I do that every single year. So I know exactly how much we spent that year. The full financial year. That's how I know so clearly that I know it costs $90,000 to live my family's great life, right? Because I've actually <laughs> gone and allocated every dollar. I know where it's going. That is the way that works for me. That is the way that feels most aligned. I look forward to those days. It's like, okay, get the red wine, get the pretzels, get the computer set up. I'm fucking doing this. Mummy's going in. It's going to take a couple of days and then I'll come out, but I'm going in right now. And the kids love it. They love coming to check the screen and they're like, how much was spent on takeaway, mum? And they like seeing the numbers as I'm adding them up over a few days. How it's like, they're like, oh, mum, <laughs> that's too much money on takeaway. And I'm like, that's because you kids have too many activities on. <laughs> and the, the nights where we have to cook a meal is incredibly rare and you keep doing more activities. <laughs> so I keep needing to buy food while we're driving from one activity to the next activity. It's so funny, and, but they love they love seeing it. And I do, I color code, it's this big family experience, but that is what works for me. That is not gonna work for everyone because I'm ADHD as fuck and I get dopamine out of doing it that way. That is too overwhelming and that is too big for a lot of people. So ooh, I would be killed if hubby's seen what I've spent on. <laughs> Yeah, I do believe that husband and wife should both have a certain like allocation of fun money that's completely guilt free. I feel like that will that saves a lot of marriages. That's what my husband and I have now, and it feels uh, really good. We both have our own businesses, which are those finances are completely separate, and then we have the family stuff that's together, and then we have like money that we just do whatever we want to do with, and it and it feels really good. Okay, so tracking your finance in a way that feels aligned. Tracking your finance is an essential part of mindful money management. I know it's not sexy. I know we don't want to talk about it. I know you just want me to tell you to stick a rose quartz butt plug up your ass and meditate to this specific Spotify playlist and everything will be groovy. And that is a part of it. And if you're into that, good for you. But there's so much else behind it. And there's this point where you have to step up and be adult about it as much as you might have been avoiding it. Uh, what's mine is mine and what his is mine. Oh, oh, baby girl. I have strong feelings about that. <laughs> that is for another poll. Oh my gosh. Okay. Right. So by tracking your income and expenses, what you can do is not only gain a better understanding of your spending habits and you can identify areas where you can make improvements. So there might be areas that are particularly challenging for you. One of those things for our family is definitely like the takeaway. We actually we get to the point where we don't enjoy it. We don't enjoy takeaway food, but yeah, we're like out from three o'clock when school finishes to eight o'clock at night. There's no access to microwaves. There's no access to anything like that. It becomes like you're on the road a lot driving. That's something that we need to figure out. But because we've tracked our spending, we can understand that that is something that we need to work on. That is a area of improvement. I'm not gonna say like, that's the bad thing. That's the area I'm doing really shit at, but it's the area for improvement or challenge or the opportunities for improvement. So there are heaps of ways to track your finances. There are fancy apps these days there. You can use spreadsheets, pen and paper, whatever works for you. However, I think it's just essential to find a tracking method, method, a tracking method. Can't talk. The tracking method that feels aligned with your values and your lifestyle. For example, I'm saying like, I'm so busy in the car going from one thing to another thing all the time. 
But it's also when I'm sitting in the car that I quickly jump onto my ob and on my laptop and I'll do all my reconciliation in that time period. So I don't, it's not like I sit down every Monday morning and be like, I'm going to reconcile my accounts. I do it in the cracks of my lifestyle. Likewise, I use QuickBooks, not for the accounting side, but for the kilometers and miles tracking. So when I'm sitting in between basketball and cheer lessons and hydrotherapy and play therapy, I'm sitting there in the car because at that point, when you've got that many appointments sitting in the waiting room, making small talk with other mums is like, shoot me. Um, I'll sit in the car and I'll do my kilometer tracking, assigning whether it's personal business, making the notes, that type of thing. So you find what works for you. And this is the thing that I think people get stuck on. They're like, no, Shana, just give me the secret. Give me the one way that works so I don't have to try everything. But you do. You've got to accept that it's like, I'm going to try something. I'm going to give it 90 days because we know you should give 90 days to everything to see if it's a result or not. And you know what? At the end of that, that didn't really work for me. And it's not throwing your hands up and being like, money tracking doesn't work. And I shouldn't pay attention to my money and this is not for me. It's like, okay, so that didn't work for me and my style, what will work for me. This is also, side note, a reason why if you haven't done my wealth personality quiz yet and the whole mini course around wealth personality profiles, you should go do that. It's the links in my bio, it's on my website, it's everywhere. Because once you know your wealth personality style, that's really great at giving you clear instructions about these are your strengths, these are your weaknesses, these are your opportunities. And then get your partner to do them as well. Because if you're like me, you're a winner personality profile. So you're very comfortable with high risk. Use a lot of your intuition with money. And my husband is an analyst and an enthusiast, which means he likes details. He needs to see things written down. And he's like very risk adverse in some ways. I just thought he was trying to just always hold me back until I understood and created these wealth personality profiles and you understood the way that you make decisions and the way that you relate to money is might actually be different than the person you've committed to spend your life to. And then it's not one is right and one is wrong. It's just they're different. So if one personality, if one person in the relationship's personality profile strength is budgeting and analytics and details and yours is not yours is the big, like big vision, the, you know, the big things around money, you know, lean into that, lean into that and figure out how to work together. So that's another side point when it comes to all this budgeting stuff, figure out your wealth personality profile, how that relates to the most important people in your life. And then that will help you leverage Like, Cause I know the enthusiast personality profile hates budgeting. It feels restrictive. It feels tight. So when I work with an enthusiast personality profile, which is a lot of my clients, to be honest, one of the main things we do is like, how can we make budgeting fun? How can we put a portion because the budget feels really restrictive? How can we allocate a good portion within your budget for fun, for you to be that impulsive, crazy, fun bitch that everyone knows and loves? So once you know your wealth personality profile, tracking and budgeting and all that type of stuff, I'm not going to say it gets easier, but it gets clearer, right? So for some people, the... If you prefer to keep things simple, like a basic Excel spreadsheet might be the best option for you. If you are someone who prefers something more visual representations, you might be like using an app that's got pretty colors in it or taking that spreadsheet information and making it into something pretty. Like I said, my spreadsheet has all different pastel colors because as much as I'm like a black, white, khaki, brown girl, and my photographer will know this for my branding <laughs> and my team will know this, like it's all very neutral. But when it comes to stuff that I don't enjoy, that I have to make fun, you can bet, I'll show them. It's all about pastel colored and watermelon or strawberry scented. So these are like watermelon, strawberry scented pastel highlighters. 
that make my to-do list fun. If I have to do a spreadsheet, you better bitch, you better bet that bitch is color coded for my personal work. If you use any of the spreadsheets that I put into the elite membership, abundance fuck, they're very brand colors, which is good. It's good. But my personal stuff is like rainbow pastels because I need something. I need something to make it fun for me, but I know that boring white spreadsheet, not the vibe for me. Okay. Oh, sorry. Why am I going to run a nose? Okay. So once you've found a tracking method that works for you, I do find for my clients setting aside a time each week to update that is really helpful because instead of like what works for me is this big chunk at the end of the year. I know that's rare. That's not everyone's style for me. I'm like, bring it the fuck on. But for a lot of people, the thought of spending three days going through your accounts early in July and and seeing it all spread out in front of you is like literally terrifying. And they would rather read a pamphlet on butthole rashes than do it that way, right? So for them and those clients, it becomes this weekly date, weekly date. I've got some clients who even have a whiteboard and they do it every day. They're tracking what money comes in. They're updating the whiteboard. I've made this amount this day, which brings my month total to this. This is my expenses today. That brings my expenses total to this. They want to do it every day. They're very like fast moving, often ADHD, and they need that daily like little dopamine hit of seeing how much progress they've made. So you've got to figure out what works for you. Most of my clients, we do this Monday morning money date. So, and this started a few years ago when I started sharing with everyone when I was paying my bills on a Monday. Monday morning, we pay our bills, we sit down, we get them. This is when bills came in the post, by the way, which I've realized recently why a lot of my bills were like, I was forgetting about them, ADHD, was because they all come via email. And my email inbox gets hundreds of emails a day. And so I've had to go back to printing all of my bills, putting them on my desk. And then Monday morning, I make my coffee and I put on my playlist and I, um, now my sister's calling. It'll be about Disney on ice tickets. Am I back? Can you guys see me again? Um, am I back? Can you see? Is the live working? I hope so. So creating this Monday morning money day and anchoring it in with things that feel good, like a takeaway coffee, like a playlist that makes you feel vibey, sitting out in the sun, whatever it is in this little money date, I would pay my bills and track your income. What's happened for the week? Where are we at? What have we got to pay next week? What's in it? And so you just create this anchor in your life where you pay attention to it. And it's like the little, little trick I teach of every morning when you make your morning coffee, check in with your bank accounts and express gratitude for what is in your bank account. I think we talked about that yesterday. It's creating this anchor and the first day it, it feels like I feel like a wanker and the first week it starts to feel better, but you're still going to make yourself do it. And then in five years time, like me today, it happens automatically. It's just an automatic association, coffee machine on, waiting for the milk to froth, bank accounts checking. So it's the same thing. Like the first Monday you have to sit down and give yourself a little money date is like, ugh, fuck my life. This is not fun. The second week, the third week, at the end of three months, you're like, okay, guys, money date. Let's go. Money morning date. And you get the shit done, right? So you got to make it fun. Got to make it fun. Put on red lipstick, grab a takeaway coffee. That was my little thing at the start. I was like, in the Monday morning, kids dropped off at school, going to get a fancy latte from the shop I probably couldn't afford. I'm talking back in the day. And I'm going to sit at home and do my money shit with my fancy latte and feel like a rich, bitch, wealthy woman who pays attention to her money. Because it's the thing. Wealthy women do not ignore their money. Wealthy women have a nurturing relationship with their money. Rich people pay attention to their money. It's only broke bitches that ignore it and print it and it's not there. Yeah. So blast your favorite music, create an anchor around your positive experiences with money.
How are we feeling? Has today been educational? <laughs> yeah. Cool. I have homework for you guys. I have homework for you guys. And also a reminder that the giveaway for today is a year of daily abundant affirmation texts. So if you share anything about today's call, screenshot a video, something from today and you tag sexy selfish in it, you will go into the drawer and every day I'm giving away something. So far I've given away three days of private boxer coaching with me, an abundance affirmation card deck, an abundance affirmation journal. And now I'm about to give away a year of abundance affirmation texts. It's usually valued $11 a month. So yeah, it'll be awesome. I need to do it all, all of it, all the things. I don't want to overwhelm you, but I want to give a lot of value. And this is the thing as well. I've got private clients, private clients who are also watching this five day challenge and they're messaging me like, girl, like you've just blown my mind. I've had so many breakthroughs, even with all the work I've done in this area. Like, so this five days together has been amazing. It's a kickstart. I want to give so much value, but also know like we've touched 2% of the iceberg of this work. This is my life's work. This is five years of education and learning and teaching. And we've scratched the surface, but I also want the surface scratching to go and change your life as well. You know what I mean? Okay. So the homework for today, the journal prompt that I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I can copy and paste it into Facebook. I can't copy and paste it into Instagram comments um, right now, but it will be in the replay email. So if you want to access the replays and the bonuses for this entire challenge, because there is some meditations and other stuff you can access as well as all the replays and the homework involved. Um, so if you're on Instagram right now, you can go to the link in the bio, it's masterclass link, register for that. And then it'll get, make sure you get, we'll get all the replay information, the replay emails, all that type of stuff. Um, if you're already registered, then you'll get a replay for this email this afternoon. Okay, where I was at, what was I talking about? Homework, the journal prompt, that's it. So I want you to journal on this or take some time to really think about this today. How can I be more mindful with my money? What steps do I need to take to create a budget and track my finances? Not in the way that whatever online coach says you should, but what will work for me? How can I make tracking my money fun for me? All right, so write down some thoughts in a journal, brainstorm some ideas and make sure you go and do the wealth personality profile test because that will help a lot. And if you can get your partner to do that as well, and then you can kind of like figure out what are their strengths? What are your strengths? What are the opportunities they can have some help with? What opportunities you can have some help with? All that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, been in business for almost 20 years and only do tax at last minute. I do a basic budget. Okay. All right. 20 years. Good, good. What did I want to say then? Like, good gracious me. That is amazing. Congratulations. 20 years. That's like fucking incredible. Um, where can we find that, please? Is that for the masterclass replays and bonuses? Do you mean, Joe? Joanne? Sorry, I keep saying Joe. I Sexyselfish.com slash masterclass 2023 should be the sign up page. I've just posted that on the Facebook group. Um, and if, if you're on Instagram, it's just in the link on my bio for masterclass. Um, Joey's good. Okay. Good. I don't know why I keep saying it. Like it's very clearly Joanne there. Sorry. Um, oh, the questionnaire for the wealth personality profiles. Yep. So that will be in the Instagram bio link as well. I don't actually, 
let me just grab it and put it in the chat there for you because I do have my website link up here, but I've got to find it. Wealth personality profile. Sorry, I'm looking behind on my screen here. I just want to copy the URL, copy page URL. All right, so if you're on Instagram, the wealth personality profile is in the link in my bio. If you're on Facebook, I've just put it in the chat so you can click there and do it. Um, words, I had words to say. <laughs> you do a basic budget okay so when it comes to your business and it comes to your personal stuff there's definitely like different structures that you can put in place for your business budgeting and then there's different structures you can put in place for your personal budgeting personal budgeting i teach in abundant as fuck business more mindset and energetics around money and paying attention and tracking your money that happens in the overflow method you can get both of those programs in my elite membership you get both of those programs for free if you join the elite membership. So when you go and have a look on that, my website or my bio, go and find the elite and have a look at that because that would give you access to both those programs, which would probably help you so much. Those are like 20 years. I'm not saying like tax can't be done at last minute because I'm that busy bitch that forgets until the last minute too, but it's about managing your money in your business so that there it's it's there for when you need it the money is there like nothing is going to be a shock or a surprise or if you do have a shock and a surprise come up you've got funds allocated for that all right so let's tap into the affirmation for today so take a second to get really intentional and just create space in your brain and heart to let this land nice big deep breath close your eyes and just listen to the words i'm about to share with you I am a responsible and strategic money manager. Every financial decision I make supports my business growth and my success. One more time for the cheap seats in the back. I am a responsible and strategic money manager. Every financial decision I make supports my business growth and success. Yeah, that's your mantra. That's your affirmation for today. So affirmations, as I've spoken about on previous days of this challenge, are a really, really powerful tool for shifting your mindset and changing your language and rewiring that subconscious programming to a more positive perspective around money. So by repeating this affirmation every day, it's going to help you cultivate a mindset of radical responsibility, radical honesty and radical awareness around your money and then that in turn supports your financial success success your financial sound like Mora from Shit's Creek your financial success as a woman in business amazing so that is the training for today you've got your homework for your journaling prompt you've got your affirmation for the day if you want to enter the giveaway to get 12 months of daily affirmation sms is straight to your phone from me you just have to share about this challenge and tag us on Facebook or um, Instagram at sexy underscore selfish and you'll go in the draw to win. Does anyone have any questions? I have a couple of minutes before I need to be on another call. So does anyone have any questions for me that I can answer? Because tomorrow is our last day together on this free challenge. It's going to be really fun. We're kind of wrapping it all up in a big red bow tomorrow. While I'm waiting for any questions to come through, let me just have a look what I'm teaching on tomorrow. Taking action and moving forward. Ooh, it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. 
So t- tomorrow we're focusing on taking action towards financial goals, staying motivated, identifying the next steps and creating a plan. So that's going to be really fun. It's always about what's the next steps for me. I feel like this is that's something that gets missed a lot is people will give a lot of information, but they never give the next step. I'm always like, what's the next step? Where am I going next? Okay, you've taught me this, but what's the next? How can I expand on that? What am I doing next? Tell me the next step, right? Okay, so if I haven't got any questions coming through, I'm going to jump off and that will give me enough chance to go pee and make another coffee before my next client call. Um, Amazing. So I hope you guys all have a wonderful day. Reminder to get an entry into the giveaway. You just have to share about the challenge and tag Sexy Selfish and the replays will be in your inbox um, and they will also be in the Facebook groups and everything like that too. Um, Yeah, keep it as a reference point, as an education point, whatever it's going to be for you, they're going to be there. Okay. Amazing. Have a fantastic day. Bye. Okay. How do I end this?